Hello and welcome to Calcutta Art House, an irreverent and uninformed podcast on the parallel cinema of Bengal. I'm Pramit Chowdhury. And I'm Meredith Khamsalushkov. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded this intro four times. Because, so. you know, we've never done it before. Yeah. Um, well, only only like after, ten times. And after we've sworn, this will be a short episode. Well, it will be now, because we won't have much time to record it. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is a bonus episode, um, because... Um, very shortly after we recorded our season finale, I went to the public library and there discovered um, that they had in fact had a copy of um, Chokrabali, yeah. which is the Ashwari Ray um, Tagore movie that we have been talking about the whole season. And so we thought we would be remiss, nay criminal, if we did not watch this and tell you all about it so um well because also i've been kind of you know apologizing from episode to episode for my initial questioning of whether she actually i could have done uh like a, a rye film i mean and she didn't <laughs> well like whether the style would have fit with her background right. in, in bollywood and this was obviously the one that was going to test that, yes. that claim. Although, from what you've been saying, I don't know that you will endear yourself to the legions of... Oh, because of how, how, how I felt about the movie? Yeah. Actually, them, no, it, so, I mean, it's not, you know, spoiler alert, but it was not related to her performance so much. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this was quite a different offering from our, our, our normal fare. Um, for once, it was in colour. Which it was, was much more recent. It was much more recent. So it's a uh, what? It's a um, uh, two. It's from the two thousand. It's from two thousand. It's like two thousand and teens. It's baby Ashwari Ray. She looks like she's about twelve, but um, it's in color. It's recent. Um, it's two thousand three. Two thousand three. There you go. Um, and nobody. Well, somebody dies, but pretty late. Well, there's a pre pre movie death. Yes. But uh, which is the trigger, actually, for the entire plot of the movie. Right. But, but and then there's, there's no, a death later. Yeah. But generally speaking, there's no, like, the drama does not come from death or deprivation or, or anything like that. Um, Although it comes from the consequences of death. Because it's about widows. Yes. This is a movie about widows. It's a movie based on, yeah, this, this Tagore novel. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, like, the relationship to other movies that we've seen. But uh, it's, it's all about being a widow. Yeah. But yeah, exactly, mainly we're here for for Ashwarya Ray. So the the amazing thing about this is that Ashwarya Ray does not speak Bengali at all, and, and is dubbed. And is dubbed. Yeah. Um, and apparently, I, I don't know whether what did she do in the actual filming. I'm know. no good at lip reading, but part of me is just like she may have made an, an attempt that was dubbed, uh, rather have, than just speaking in she a might completely have different language. Spoken her lines in Hindi. She might have just been saying rhubarb. <laughs> well, if that's the case, it's very impressive that the other actors acted as well as they did. Um, sorry, Colin. That was my phone dinging. Important message from our nanny, who will be a few minutes late today. So, if you were wondering about the future of our childcare, there it is. Um, anyway, so... She was apparently a, a trooper because she was already a bit of a star, and, and yeah. the apparently Bengali cinema at the time was not as wealthy, and so could not afford swanky fitting rooms and things like that. But she did not complain once, 
and no no rooms full of white lilies no rooms full of like what i mean i don't know i mean but i presume not hear that j-lo um but she is very good like she does deliver quite i, I thought she was very good yeah yeah do you think it's her real hair uh it's pretty long like yeah her she, so she her hair is down for like, i mean she obviously has long hair generally but like it's very long she has her hair down for like 99% of the movie and it's like down to her butt but didn't beyond that didn't like Chotopishi have hair that length she did but I don't know whether it would have been convenient for a short film career I just don't know because yeah. I don't watch Bollywood movies so I have no idea maybe everyone's just like obviously like you know she has that hair in every movie but I, I don't know I don't know either uh, it is striking how long her hair is. Particularly, yeah. she also has this like. So it's part of the movie that she's, you know, she's a widow dressed in white, right? But her sari keeps on slipping down over her shoulder, and it's a feature of the movie because she's always gesturing to, you know, pull it back up over her head or over her shoulder. And no one to is wearing herself. blouses, which is very scandalous, and I did not realize it was possible. Uh, I mean, there are blouses in the movie, but for a lot of time, people are not wearing The vast majority of the time. Definitely none of the widows. And the widows make up the Mm. preponderance of characters. They are not wearing blouses or bras. So there are are four women who are at the centre of the movie. One of whose roles is a little, like, unclear to me even now. And then this was a very there are two confusing. Men. This was a very confusing mo- movie. So I guess we should start with with Promit's patented movie plot synopsis. summary. You mean the one that occupies about fifty percent of the entire podcast? Um, okay, so um, and it's also a funny film because it it has a lot of text captions telling you what's going on. So it's unusual to have that in a film that, like, at three or four different points, you get text on screen telling you what's happened. Yeah, mostly at the beginning, but I did, I did, I do remember talking about this in one of the the Rye movies. Maybe it was um, a Progetto. That it would have been nice to have some something to demarcate post, a change. Sign posting. Yeah. Well, in this case, they they do it, but it's it's there's almost too much signposting because there's text captions, there's people, there's like a voiceover, there are people reading out letters that fill up, like, you know, plot, plot events. And so there's a lot of, like, a commentary of, meta-commentary of various yeah. sorts in the film. Well, I mean, it is a, it is a novel, right? But yeah. they just haven't, they seem to have stayed quite dependent on the novel yeah, set it, of resources. It was not a film where they said, you know, we're going to do what you often do and just kind of, like, screenplay this and then you will feel it as a movie and you might detect some, you know, novelistic background. Instead, it's like, we just took the novel and we filmed it. I don't, I haven't read the novel, so I don't know how close it is. I'm just saying that the feel of watching it feels like not enough work has gone into filmifying it. Mm. Which probably is why, um, so this movie was not only confusing, but also about what like 40 minutes longer than it needs to be that was my biggest criticism of the whole thing it was actually like i actually thought it was you know it was a a good film um i thought the dialogue was good the acting was good um you know the you know the cinematography everything was 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 actually was pretty good but it it was it was a film that was so easy to shorten that it was kind of irritating because i get movies that are sometimes too long 
And you're like, yeah, you need to put some more thought into it and, you know, figure out what you needed to cut. Not everything was essential. With this, it just felt like they were just long, empty pauses. (laughs) 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 Where scenes, just just nothing happened. People didn't move. People didn't talk. But no, there was no meaning to be extracted from it. Everything was just too slow. Well, that's how you know it's our house, right? Yeah, except it was quite striking watching it in the wake of watching all of the, you know, the, 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 the great films of the you know, late 50s through, through, through early 70s, where, you know, there, were, there was some criticism of pacing, right? Particularly with the early stuff like Potter Bartoli. But actually, at no point in those films did I feel that sense of, oh, you could have just cut that scene earlier or people could have moved faster. It felt that there was a kind of a purposefulness behind it. Whereas here, it just felt like being slow for slow sake. Yeah. Which, um, I, yeah, I, uh, I it, it did not agree with me. I mean, I think it's partially also because when we watch the classical films, there's a certain built-in expectation that they would be slow and boring. And so when they are, you're like, this is fine. Whereas this felt, because it was a modern film, you, I mean, the expectation is that it would be a sort of tight 90. Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, modern but films it doesn't... typically actually, I mean, the, the mainstream ones are too long. Um, I see, I don't think that. Every time I watch a modern film, like, I think that they're the most guilty of being too slow. In fact, I, I'm always puzzled. Maybe it's because I'm just like an old curmudgeon, but I'm always puzzled when young people are like, oh, all the films are kind of slow and boring and modern films are kind of action-packed. And I'm just like, yeah. Well, because they have a lot of really action, boring. but there's no... Right, the plot there's no like good plot development. There's no yeah. depth. And so actually, I'm like, it's two hours and 40 minutes that can be pretty excruciating. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't appreciate the Hemsworths enough. Or Gal Gadot, or whoever, but like maybe I need a more visceral approach. We to can watch film. Loki. Apparently, he speaks Latin at the beginning. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Well, he did go to eat. <laughs> Although we're familiar with students from Eaton who've done Latin for a long time and do not know it very well. So, no names. <laughs> no names mentioned. Uh, but it is not Colin. <laughs> it's not Colin and it's not Tom Hiddleston. Um, well, it might be, but that's not who we're referring to. Um, yeah, so... Plot summary. Um, Ashwari plays uh, a character called Binodini, who is a widow. Um, she is widowed after a one year of marriage. And so the film obviously centres on the difficulty of being a widow in a conservative religious society where you are prevented from doing lots of things. Can't eat meat, can't eat fish. Um, you have to just wear white. Um, you don't wear jewellery. Um, And the film is about a changing time in India on two fronts. So changing in the sense of modernization, you know, sometime earlier led by people like Raja Ramon Roy and other figures. And then also changing because of the independence movement and these two things going somewhat hand in hand. Um, and those of you who are, you know, regular listeners will know that this is a feature of um, you know, a lot of the earlier films and in particular of the adaptations of Tagore's work. Um, and we're going to talk at least at some point today about how similar this is to Charlotte, which um, Tagore wrote like a couple of years earlier, or at least was published a couple of years earlier before um, the, uh, the, the the novel from which Charlotte is on, on which it's based was published a couple of years before this. So um, it's about widows. It's about widows as a kind of metaphor. What kind of metaphor we'll have to talk about and thrash out. But uh, it's about well, independence and it's about modernization. Kind of, 
you know she, she makes it very telegraphic at the end where she just writes this letter yeah, yeah. but also she's not a very good widow I mean she does well, scandalous things like wear black borders on her saris so the film is about her um, so she's, she's, she's she has these relatives that she's staying with in the big city um, in Calcutta so she she had been staying in their country home but she's brought by the the kind of matriarch of this family who is also a widow yeah um and she's she's brought into their house and lives with them and uh the the background is that years earlier before she was even married well, obviously before she yeah. was married. Ye- years earlier before she was married she uh her photo had been sent to the matriarch's son for consideration as a bride. Which is how bride. you still do these things in India. And he rejected her because he wasn't ready for marriage. What, you're giving me a look. I mean, I assume he didn't look at a Ray and think, too skinny. That would have been an unrealistic yeah, representation. But... So, um, yes, so... Uh, he has now got married, but he has got married to a more traditional bride. So Ashwarya Rai's character, Benodini, studies English with uh, a nun. Um, so you get this weird appearance from a nun in the early part There's of the There's several film. nun appearances and, and lengthy English dialogue. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he, uh, he has got married to this, this young woman uh, who is younger than uh, Benodini, um, Asha. And um, there's a backstory there too, uh, because he wasn't supposed to get married to her. In fact, his uh, friend, I think and he's like an adopted brother. Yeah, um, he, who's called Behar. Uh, he uh, and and the, the son is called uh, Mahendra. So uh, Behar was the one who was supposed to get married to to Asha. But when they arrived at her home, Mahendra kind of asserted his whatever superiority in the hierarchy to say that he wanted to to marry her and then uh behar and we'll get into their characterization in a bit steps aside uh and says sure so um so mahindra is married to asha behar is kind of a bachelor and um and binodini has entered into this household um and Basically, puts the cat amongst the chicken. Yeah. So the early part of the movie, everyone actually gets on quite well. So Asha and, and Benodini make friends, and Asha's kind of intrigued by this, to her, kind of exotic figure, because she speaks English. Um, and she's under this misapprehension, because she's been told this this uh, this kind of old wives' tale, that uh, if, you speak, if you speak English, then your husband will die. Well, like if, you learn, if you learn English. If you learn English, yeah. So, Which, you know, clocks different. It's, you know, progressive... But if clock's ticking for who? Although we we have been married for more than a year. Yeah, no, that's so, dope. Yeah, uh, and there's I always learn, time. I did learn English long before. Long before, then. yeah, exactly. But I'm just I'm just saying yeah. that you know. Um, so um, Benodini and, and Asha are actually kind of friends at the beginning, and everything seems to be kind of hunky dory. But enter Apu. Ah uh-uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> um, so. Uh, basically, it's all Mahendra's fault. Mahendra starts to realize over time that he... Has the hots for Ashwari Ray. 
Yes. Um, and in, in defiance of all logic. Yeah. <laughs> and she... Well, actually, his wife is very pretty, too. So yes. it's it's more that his, he sees his wife as kind of a little girl in provincial... <laughs> I should have married someone so young, then, should you? Um, so he, he opts for conservatism, but he's, he's basically kind of... He's self-indulgent. Yes. Um, and then he... So this is the thing that's... It's very uncomfortable because... He and 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 Benodini end up having this kind of consensual affair, but like the beginning of it, I mean, you know, to us will just look like rape. But he is very rapey. Yeah, but she, she, she kind of autonomously does kind of ca- carry on the affair, and not in a way that seems to be the product of you know, I, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm under some kind of compulsion. Um, and in fact, her character development is really unsettling. She's very disturbing. We were talking about this when we finished watching the movie. She's like, you know, a bit... She, she comes off a bit unhinged towards the end. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how much of that is true to the novel or, or not. Um, so a lot of it is about the management of this... The film is about the management of this affair. Not in the sense of, you know, like, oh, how do they have it? Given that, you know, society is quite closeted and that you know women aren't allowed out of the home so i mean there's some of that like he rents a carriage and they basically yeah it's mostly a lot of like angst about you know a widow like doing anything really and then but then she just she obviously goes pretty far beyond so so a a long-running joke is that she has you know she's corrupted her mother her what sorry she's corrupted Mahindra's mother, the matriarch, by by encouraging her to have daily tea in the afternoon. This Two is very, cups. very raunchy, a cup Two of cups. tea. Um, and in fact, in an argument that um, Binodini and the, and, the, and the mother have later in the film, like when, when everything has been exposed, you know, the mother's just like, well, you know, you've basically destroyed this family by driving away my... Well, first of all, my son's terrible. So to credit to that, actually, the mother comes... The mother's quite irritating for a lot of the movie, but then actually she's the one who stands up for her daughter-in-law and is critical of her son. Yeah. Um, which is actually very good. So uh, it, this was actually a feature of Rye movies as well, and maybe it's also a feature of just two or novels. But, um, you know, you, the, the, the character actually gets a lot of redemption after being something of a stereotype. So in that argument, you know, she's saying, well, you're basically like, you know, a, a woman who's kind of corrupted the house, you've destroyed the house. And Benodini's response is, well, you drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> As uh-huh. The two are kind of commensurate. So, tea notwithstanding, this was, like, positively, like, raunchy. Oh, yeah. This, this film. No, like, loads, loads of... Um, lo- right. I don't know what Rai would have thought about that, because Rai actually thought a lot of that kind of was vulgar. Yeah, well, and it's also kind of like, I don't know, I mean, it's very 2003. It's not like you you won't. No one is going to be like this is you know inappropriate. Like no one no, from 2003 like, is going to like whole widow get up is very suggestive. Well, yeah, and I think it's meant to be right. Um, like this thing where the thing her, her sorry keeps on slipping and she keeps yeah. on pulling it. And but it's innocuous, right? At one point, she says that I was I found courage, but then I became like daring and. It seems that, you know, there's a kind of understandable, not really tacit, approval of her finding courage and modernising and not being essentially captive to superstition and the patriarchy, yeah. right? But then, 
for whatever reason, the right the story explores her kind of going further than that. Yeah. And her remorse. Yeah. I mean, it's a... So, the thing that I kind of, I don't know, liked, notice, whatever, about this movie is that it kind of felt like a, a highlight reel of, of all of the Rai movies that we've seen. A lot of the themes are hit on. Yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of scenes where they, like... Right, that are like so that scene where they're um, in bed together and and she and Asha scolds him about like not going to college. Yeah. Um, right. That's in um, Davy. Right. Right, and then there's the thing with the binoculars. And that's also a young a young woman and a yeah. older husband. Um, and then there's the like the binoculars from right? Charlotte. From yeah. Charlotte. The flute. The flute. Also from Charlotte. Um, yeah, we had well, a, and also so from Opushantra. Yeah. Um, there was some There's a lot of like Krishna yeah. thematics here. A lot yeah. of reference to Krishna in song. Although I thought Bahari does a, a pretty good Jesus act yeah, throughout, which I, I think must be deliberate. Because it's very like classical. He's wearing like light colors, uh, like long tuniki things, and then like he has this like red sash across, and he has the hair and the beard. It looks very much like a standard. Yeah, I mean, coincidentally, that is actually how... I mean, he's he's the intellectual and, you know, Bengali intellectuals of a certain class didn't dress a certain way. So, yeah, I, 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 well, I don't know. But, but he's very self-sacrificing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the good cat... He's the one kind of... Well, and she's a bit of a skank, right? So there's like a Jesus Mary model and like, don't touch me. Yeah, thing. but like, he, he, you, I think you're meant to see him as kind of flawed for being kind of too pr- principled or obsessed with kind of propriety mm. um, that it is it's to it's to his disadvantage um, so he's basically a pushover right like he steps aside for Mahendra when he gets married right even though he doesn't want to and then he's he, he, he doesn't really push anything with Benodini right so he is um, he is a progressive and he thinks that there shouldn't be these restrictions on widows but at the same time, he kind of abides by this yeah. cultural norm. And then at the end, when they do, right, they are supposed to get married, right? She runs away. Yeah. Right, which is, I feel, is another, like, Davy quote. Yeah. Um, and then there's this, like, whole, like, thing in, in Banaras, right, which is very, like, Apu-ish. And there are a lot of, like, Apu vibes, but, like, it's very also Charulata. And, and so it's, it's very sort of quotey, but... Um, but yeah, Bahari kind of is just... I mean, he's just kind of left on left, his own, yeah. right? After trying to do the right thing a lot, right? It, it does very much suggest that there's no reward for doing the right thing. Yes. Um, so, which is good, actually. So there was a, a little text caption at the beginning that said something, like a quote from Tagore about him regretting how Oh, he, yeah, that he's always regretted which, the ending and he should be censored for it. Yeah, and, and I, 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 want, I didn't get a chance to look into it, but I want to know. Yeah, I think, does he mean that she that, that she runs away? I, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I want to find out about that. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of weird to see it right after all of those Rye films. I mean, part of it was just the payoff, right? Part of it is just that, you know, you could watch this movie and be like, ah, oh, yes. I've, I've seen that. I've seen I'm that. conversant. <laughs> yeah. um, which, you know, which is always good. But um, it's... it's um, I mean, Charlotte is the main one. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, you, if you if you want to watch this movie with with another one, then that's the one to set side by side. You even have the kind oh, of the newspaper. The two types of man. Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, and the yeah. little bird. Oh, the little bird is in Davy. The little bird is in Davy, but yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, Nishara Ray is kind of. Sharmila Tagorish in in her kind of from Devi, yeah, but she's right. Um, no, in her yeah. like her demeanor. Oh right? yeah, um, um, but as a character, she's right. She she's like Charu in that she yeah. is also right conversant in English and yeah, um, and she's she's very forceful. Yeah, don't they talk about Bunkim in the beginning? They talk about him. Um, I can't remember in reference to what, but early yeah. in the film, yeah. Which they also do enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Thinks about whether he's married or not. But, um. but anyway, so, um, where are we going with this? About the comparison between the two. Well, in Charlotte, that's the thing, like, Charlotte is actually more straightforward because, right, there's just two men, one of whom is a bachelor and one woman there's no infidelity at least no physical infidelity right it's emotional and um the two men represent very different i mean more more so than mahindra and and um and bihari represent two kind of paradigms or archetypes well it's right? like you know, so you've got the kind of the guy who couldn't care less about art right and the person who's yeah. All into but poetry. this, unlike Tarlata, right? It's like early new comedy, late new comedy, right? It's a fabla simplex versus a fabla duplex, right? Um, where in Tarlata you just have the one. Well, Tarlata also has this double plot, right? Because there's the brother-in-law. But it's a very secondary, um, right? There was the, right? The, the, the triangles, or as we started calling them, the samosas of love. <laughs> the samosas, yeah. But um, but in but um, there's a very clear hierarchy where like the two men that. Part of that main plot and then right. here you can't extricate them because there are, there are three women really yeah well so Chocker Ballet is the nickname that Asha and uh, Binodini have for each other right yeah. so that suggests that their relationship is kind of the center right, right? Um, so we have right we have two men right one both educated but one more traditional and one less traditional i mean they seem to go through the same education and they're both interested in you know in art although really mahindra is the one who's kind of writing english poetry and love letters yeah. um so but he's also the one who's having the affair yeah so he's really playing he's playing the part of you know Oppo. he's playing right the, that 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 part yeah. he's playing showing strategies part from uh charlotte whereas the the independence activist is the husband in Charlotte, but yeah. here it's, you know, the, the third wheel. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, right, so we have two men, but we also have two women, right? And they're yeah. also playing very different sort of antithetical stereotypes. But then, right, the triangle, it, right, it starts out with the um, Asha, Mahandra, and um, Behar triangle, triangle, but yeah. then it swaps, right? Yeah. And it's all about Benonini. So, yeah. like, right, the, the, the plot here is kind of, I don't know, chiastic. Yeah. Um, I really hope David Quinn's not listening to this. <laughs> um, our erstwhile teacher. Um, but, 
Yeah, because it does have a bit of like Brothers of Serpedon vibe, right? Like where characters, um, yeah, although characters could... kind of play. Um, so when you when you are in a tradition, a, a literary tradition, right? Then you get later characters playing the part of two, um, two separate, right, and and often antithetical earlier characters. Yeah, there's a there's a lot about playing the part of of other figures in this film because unlike Charlotte, as as far as I recall, this film emphasizes um, the the role playing that these characters do, especially the men, right? So, the, you know, the, the women will compare them to famous men. You know, if you want to be like, you know, whoever, um, Rajaram Monroy, or one, one of the famous, right, figures, um, then you, you don't really see that in Charlotte, right? Like, so so the, the, the men in Charlotte represent these types, but you don't get people explicitly comparing them yeah. to other people. Well, they, the women get compared to sort of mythological figure, right? Like rather. But now that yeah, you're about it, yeah, which yeah. one of them is compared to Dropody? I mean, I guess implicitly it would be. Well, explicitly it's um, Asha. But well, I guess it could be either, right? Because because she was the one where there was this question over, like, right, which of the two men would marry her, right? But then obviously it also applies to Benodini, right? Yes. Although at that point in the film where that comparison is made, nothing has happened yet. Yeah. Um, so Dropity for the uninitiated is um, the one that has five husbands in the Mahabharat. Uh, she's married to the. The five Pandav sons, yeah. Um, and they have an arrangement, I guess, where they, like, take turns or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, and obviously here we don't, we, we only have two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, right. Well, but they discuss polyandry as they translate it in the, yeah. in the film. Um, so, I, did, I, I saw a um, cartoon today on, on Facebook, which you might have, have seen, too. Honestly. And it's, it's, it's basically, like... Um, it's a woman and she stands behind a couch and there's four men on the couch and they're like watching TV and smoking and whatnot and the caption is um, so none of you like did the laundry right <laughs> and the the cartoon is like why women like why why women don't have like multiple, multiple husbands, husbands yeah. um, and someone pointed out in the comments that it's not um, uh, that it's polyandry and not polygamy right um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the idea here is that the men do play different roles in the women's lives, in particular Benodini. Like later when she has her initial phase of remorse and she has that fight with um, Mahendra's mother, she leaves the house and goes to Bihari's bachelor pad and basically just says, will you marry me? Mm. Um, and it's, it's kind of... I mean, he kind of begs him to marry her and is kind of annoyed when he won't do it. But, like, she's literally just shown up. He's perfectly aware of why she's come and that she had this affair. So, you know, understandably, especially for someone as, you know, he's, he's quite principled and a bit, you know, uptight. Um, it's not altogether surprising that he wouldn't, you know, 
be kind of emotionally blackmailed into marrying yeah. her on the spot. Well, that's that great scene with the kid, right? Where she she tricks the kid. Well, she doesn't trick. She's like, because because um, he's looking after uh, a small child, and and she's like, he's oh, like let's play seven or something. Yeah, let's play hide and seek, and the the kid goes to hide, and then. Vinodni and Barry have their like protracted like yeah and at one point the kid's like I've been waiting here a really long time (laughs) yeah there are actually all kinds of funny things in the movie so at one point they're discussing the 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 mother and and um Vinodni and the the fourth woman who's um the mother's sister-in-law or something Yeah. yeah so um yeah, well, I'll ask his aunt. Although, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so, so, so she's the kind of, you know, the minor figure in the, in, the, in the film. But anyway, so they're all sitting there, you know, the three widows, and they're discussing the relative treatment of widows in Hinduism and Christianity, and in particular, you know, what, uh, you know, notions of sin and repentance. And um, so um, Benodini is teaching them, you know, like what you would do, because she's obviously learned from nuns. And she's like, yeah, you just kind of, you know, acknowledge it and that's your repentance and then everything's okay. Um, and the other woman is, is very much like, yeah, that's what like Christians do, but like, you know, what, what do we Hindus do? And then the mother, like entrepreneurially is like, you know, God, I am a widow and I have drunk tea. That's really bad, forgive me. <laughs> so it's very, very funny kind of appropriation of like Catholic confession by a Hindu. But like, it's, so there are all these kinds of like funny bits that I think would have popped a lot more if the film were a little shorter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing with the hide and seek is funny and then there are other elements like that. Yeah. Um, there's a good bit, like there's a, there's a really good example of like tension being popped before it becomes too kind of cliched um so it, it, and, and in in the, it's, it's in the kind of you know pseudo or semi-rape scene where like, initially Mahindra like grabs Binodini um and uh, he kisses her and then and she's clearly actually kind of receptive but also you know obviously she's ambivalent and well, and she's already commented earlier on about his um, enthusiastic style. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and she says, you know, my husband died of tuberculosis, <laughs> and he he recoils in fear, and she laughs at him, and it's it's great. Like that's that's actually a nice touch. You don't expect. Well, then they it. do it again, right? Because when he comes, because she after everything blows up, she goes back to her village, and Mandra comes after her, and and he tries to put the move on her, and she's like. This is my marriage bed. This yeah. is this is where this is this is the side of the bed my husband died on, <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's a very like mature examination. You also have to like think back to it being a you know it's a nineteen oh three novel or whatever. But she said she you know there's a there's a real like acknowledgement of female desire. We never did the kind of discussion of. We, we might have alluded to it, but I don't think we talked about how many people have said that Charlotte is an examination of something in Tagore's own life where he was very, very close to his brother's wife. And he was much closer in age to his brother's wife. There's a big age gap between his brother and his wife. And there was a lot of speculation about their relationship. Um, exactly. Um, and in the discussions that I read because I was reading scholarship on Charlotte obviously you know that was the focus but I mean if you think that 
then you will definitely think about this movie too, that there is a bio- biographical reality behind it. Um, because it's just so similar. And it is a... Um, I mean, I don't know how... You know, it's obviously going to vary from person to person, but it is at least a film that tries to... Wait, Tagore or Rai? Tagore. Tagore. I mean, the film... I'm taking the film as right, a right, faithful... I mean, I don't know how faithful it is, but I'm taking it right, as a right, faithful right. representation of the Tagore. Right? Well, in this, I don't think that there can be any doubt that the novel must have, right? I mean, I don't think this is all just made up in the film. The novel must have taken quite a serious view of, like, female desire as a topic worth, right, really yeah. investing in and analysing. And and if you, you know, I think for a lot of people that will surprise them. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, that they associate that with whatever, like D.H. Lawrence or, you know, stuff like that from the, the early 20th century, but... Um, you know, this is a, a cross-cultural phenomenon. It's not, you know, oh, this was only done in the the freedom of you know Western literature, which was also censored <laughs> famously. Um, Western literature not the greatest at exploring female desire. I mean, I, you know, I, but I, I, my, my my only point is that I think a lot of people will be surprised, and if they see Charlotte, and if they see this film, or if they read the two novels, then they'll you know, they will be pleasantly surprised. Or horrified, like depends. Or scandalized, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Um, because Charlotte is is tamer, right? Like yes, it well, explores female desire, but it's it's purely emotional. It never hits the physical realm at all. But like, no, it's very sort of like. I mean, she's very upset. Like she's distraught. At, well, there are, there are but, hints, right? Because like she gets upset when he gets the marriage proposal yeah and, like there's there's clearly well i mean we know what's well, going on the flu yeah but it's all like either metaphor or like suggestiveness but yeah. there's nothing whereas this is just well so in this film there's because she says at one point like i you need to make sure that i don't jump you basically yeah. right which is i mean that was a very striking i mean yeah. that there are so many good bits in the song again they would have popped more if there was less like filler. <laughs> but there's this great bit where um, Bilani cuts her finger and somehow oh, she and great. Mahendra like get Asha to believe that like if they don't take her to the hospital straight away, her finger will get gangrene and, and like have to be amputated. Well, she, they've not been having an affair at this point, right? It hasn't but, started yet. But, yeah. but she's clearly going with them because she wants to go. That, that's the thing about her progress, right? It, it becomes more... It becomes freer of the strictures of, you know, religious conservatism. But, like, it does so because of Eros, right? Um, And Asha's like, oh, you shouldn't go this late at night. You have a bad back. You should, you know. And and Benodini's like, yeah, I I can go on my own. Just just point me to the hospital and I will go on my own in the dark. Like like some, you know, Jewish mother. (laughs) Um, And... He goes with her. It's a Jewish mother and he. Like. And they, you know, Jewish mothers are people. No, I know. It's just that the, the, the stereotype is of an old woman, right? It's like phoning her son or rather being phoned by her son. Sure. But How this do you is... think that song got? <laughs> um, but anyway, so they go to, to what? I don't know. The, the, the subtitles... Um, say hospital, but clearly it's like a clinic, and and the the they're like, oh, she's you know, she needs to see a doctor, and doctor's like, oh, is she in trouble? And Mahendra and Rodney are like, they don't get it, and so they're like, yeah, it's like there's been an accident, it's so horrible, and and it takes a while before um, 
Minodny clocks that. Well, she's is, the first one to clock. That she's pregnant, and she's like, and then she's like, no, I just cut my finger. Yeah. And then her, she she sits in the back with the doctor's wife, who's bandaging her finger, and and they're talking about you know how the misunderstanding happened, and the the doctor's wife, who's you know a white English woman, is like, well, you know, this is this is normally what we get, like, you know, young widows, like, you know, we get this. Lot, yeah, they always lot. come up with these excuses. Like, the servants deliver some excuse, like, you know, my my, my mistress has a, a headache. <laughs> well, no, so it's like, yeah, but then they're like, you know, if some if a servant comes and says that a lady has a toothache, then we know it means that she's in labor. Yeah. And, and you know, talk about taking innuendo. <laughs> and after that, like... Everything's an innuendo in this film because, like, apparently language means nothing. Yeah, it's anymore. all a code for something. And, and the yeah. the nurse is like, well, you know, it took us a long time to, to get to, to learn all of your roundabout rules, and it is true that Indians are fond of metaphor. But um, well, I mean, what was funny is that it's cast as you know, well, this society is very conservative, and and, and it was right. That's the thing that Tagore is also examining in his his, his stories and is, is examined in the other films as in, in the films based on other authors. Well. But it's not as if you know societies in in the West didn't have their own forms of you know misogynistic repression. I mean, I, I I listen to the BBC World Service and there's pretty much you know a story every week about something happened in Ireland or something happened in Canada or something happened in you know the US that is largely similar to yeah. do with you know abortion or you know women having children out of marriage and stuff like that. So the the film presents it as this kind of very stark contrast i mean because it's not in the business of the film to examine like real differences between east and west like the british are a bit of a you know they are they are there so one of the movies we'll watch for the next season i hope we'll we'll watch it um has a bit where a, a woman gets an abortion and it was like very scandalous in israel yeah okay uh, also because she's naked but you know I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's scandalous for two reasons. Is, well, I mean, the that... whole movie is just about like two like smelly teenage boys trying to get laid, but right. then one of them succeeds, and then they have to deal with right. the consequences. But it's 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 pretty like momentous, but also. But that's much like, later, right? It's the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the the world over, there's quite a big difference between like. The, like 1900 and 1960 yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway so the, the the British do make kind of some comical appearances in the film the doctor the nun or two nuns they're two two separate two nuns. separate nuns yeah. yeah one of whom is forced into reading erotic poetry by by Binodini yeah who I guess is is a, a, a temptress he says this is a very passionate man <laughs> and you get the feeling that the nun's like can I just read all of these letters? <laughs> just for your English, for no other reason. <laughs> well, the nun's like, maybe we shouldn't read a correspondence between husband and wife. Yeah. And, and Bernardini's like, uh, she can't read English, so... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's there's a lot of, like, steamy underbellies <laughs> in, yeah. in this movie. Um, and in the end, you know, Asha is, is pregnant. Um... Although, again, like, it's a classic Asha scene, because throughout they're talking about how she's not educated. And then when she's 
she after the affair blows up she she leaves and goes to to varanasi and um at some point she pray prays to ganesh to stop her um her period so that she can like go to the temple every day yeah and then one day she's like he answered my prayer <laughs> period has stopped and her aunt it's like, it's you like, are so innocent. <laughs> 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 you need to start eating fish. <laughs> and then she's like, what? No. <laughs> um, and then, she, yeah. And, and, and even then she doesn't like realize until the, her aunt like spells it out for her that she's, she's going to be a, yeah. a mother. Um, so, um, so in the end, Mahendra and, and Asha are, are unified and, and will have a baby. Yeah. Um, and Binodini escapes into the darkness. Um, and there's some excellent scenes um, in in Banaras with like random extras. Um, our f- the, the best of which was the, the... The extremely muscled guy. Yeah, just doing yoga in the background. Just yeah. doing like Chaturanga, like on repeat. In the background. <laughs> like, it, was, it was amazing. I was just like, whoa. There are some good background figures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 letter at the end. Um, I mean, that's like the, you know the the conclusion of the movie is this letter where um, Benodini says you know she's she's run away um, and so she she has not in fact married Bihari as she said she would um, and, uh, and then kind of delivers this allegory about families and the state and she's thinking in particular about the partition of Bengal um, which is what's the, the, the ferment in the background is about um, the Curzon plan to partition Bengal. Um, so I don't, you know, know exactly what to make of that, like who is corresponding to, to, to what um, in, in the partition. So this isn't the, the, the later partition of 1947. This is the, the earlier one of um, 1905 or so. Um, but that the allegory is a bit heavy-handed. It felt a bit forced. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was better handled in, in Charlotte than, yeah. than here. Um, but, you know, that's why such it right is. Yeah. Um, but this was good. I would definitely... I, I would recommend watching it. Yeah. But I would just be prepared for some passages. Of yeah. Slowness. It was fun. It was fun. And I would I would say that you should probably show it to your students so that they can they can have the pleasure of watching the film and be like, oh, yes, we know we're all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, and, you know, in, in, uh, in, in an about turn from whatever... I can't even remember what I said in the first... The episode where I first mentioned Ashwari Rai. Actually, she, she puts in a really good performance. Yeah. She, she does well I mean she's a she's a pro she's a pro yeah. exactly all right well I think um, that brings this to a close yeah the, this for real this like, for real there, there will be yeah. no more um, Bengali episodes until further notice um, not least because um, I don't we don't have a good reason uh, well we're doing another season we're doing another season is the main reason um, and so Next time you hear from us would be to introduce uh, Calcutta, our house, season two. Which is not set in Calcutta. Um, yeah, the, you know, the, the Tel Aviv. Animals. Slash Greater Levant. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be. So see you next time. Yeah. In similar weather. In similar weather, but. With let's... falafel. But we're still doing Biscuit Report, right? Well, I don't know. We were talking about that. Biscuit report, falafel report. We had very good chandra today because yeah. we were watching the movie. So we could do just like 
Snack, snack report, report. Yeah. chips report. You know, you could always listeners just contact just us and say what you what what, what you, would you want like reported us to on. Reported on exactly. Yeah. Communists. There are a lot of communists. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, in terms of communism, Israel holds its own. Oh, as in you have a healthy supply. I mean, not now, but we used to. Oh, okay. Well, that's the period that we're looking at. So, all right. Um, and and with on that note, um, we will see. This is what um, your friend and ours, David Quint, would call a weak punch. <laughs> but but there you go. Um, Colin, insert some some appropriate flourish here, and we will see you all next time. Next time in the Mediterranean. Bye. Bye.